Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's the quarterback situation we all continue to talk about. Welcome aboard. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Rich and I sitting in. Hit Rich up on Twitter at Ornberger. My Twitter back in action. Find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. I, I don't know what it is with this San Francisco 49ers quarterbacking thing, Rich. I don't know if it's because Trey Lance was such a high draft pick. I don't know if it's because Jimmy Garoppolo is so good looking or that he came from New England and was once thought to be Tom Brady's era parent, but for some reason, we just cannot get enough of this quarterback drama that's going on in the Bay Area. Yeah, well, you know what's so all-consuming about the NFL is how important quarterbacks are, and it's not like starting pitching in Major League Baseball because... Those guys get five days rest in between starts. And I mean five games rest, not days. Like you'll literally disappear for, you know, 20% or excuse me, 80% of the season. Starting quarterbacks, you need them every single game. And so 
who's going to be at the helm of arguably one of the best rosters with one of the best coaches in the NFL is a huge question to be answered in 49er land. And, and when I look at it, well, clearly the most qualified is the backup you just re-signed in Jimmy Garoppolo. He's led you to you know, two NFC championship games, one of which he won and got you to a Super Bowl and really one quarter away from winning it all for you. I mean, if, if it weren't for an interception, frankly, the 49ers could have won the Super Bowl or at very least vied for a Super Bowl victory last year. So who's the most qualified? Well, it's their backup. Who is the future, though? Well, it seems like every indication is pointing towards Trey Lance, but there's a big but. We saw what he looked like this preseason. There have been all sorts of talks about his arm. Is it, you know, does he have dead arm? Is, is, is he catching on to the offense? Is the game moving so fast for him? That's the reason why it's so, so intriguing. I also think it's, it's intriguing. And listen, we're in the business now of sports talk radio. And I, I just I don't think it's realistic to hold on to a an opinion or a take after you get a whole bunch of new information. Maybe things change. Like there's there are certain things that you can always stand. Like I, I never thought Ben Simmons was as good as everybody thought he was. And thank goodness I turned out to be uh, correct. I also thought at one point, Rich that anybody who goes to Cal or Texas Tech is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. And, uh, the, you know, then Patrick Mahomes, you know, shuts me up because of the error rate. Like, so there, there are things that, that, that you, you kind of try to plant your flag on, but there are other things when you get new information. And that's why I don't fault the 49ers on it. I think that they were doing the right thing in how they handled Jimmy G this offseason. Maybe it was odd for us to hear uh, Kyle Shanahan say that the team was looking to trade him, but I think that they had every intention of having Trey Lance be their guy, and then the market didn't work out for him, or the, the opportunities that were available maybe weren't where San Francisco wanted to send Jimmy Garoppolo. So guess what? You end up kind of maybe backtracking, changing on some of your words. I don't think that it was a promise. I don't think that Kyle Shanahan needed to uh, stick to his word. I don't think that he was lying to us when he said that. I'm actually all good with that stuff. I think it just came down to this, that the only way that they can trade him now is with the lower price, with the, with the lower price tag. I don't think they wanted him to go to Seattle because they play them in week two. And then, you know what? You're a Super Bowl contender. And if something goes wrong with Trey Lance, and this may be the, the, the worst of the three or the least important of the three, but you, then you do actually have a backup quarterback there with you if Jimmy G ends up staying there. I actually do think that it was as simple as that. I don't, th I, I don't think that, that we need to read into so much about Trey Lance and who Jimmy Garoppolo is. I think it's just those three simple factors that said, all right, it's better that we keep him under this contract. Maybe we can trade him later, but at least he's not going to go to Seattle and play against us in week two. Well, just look at what happened, right? You know, look at how everything transpired and how long this process got. You know, what are you, you going to do? Go to Seattle, like you said, and try to learn an offense in a hurry and be a bridge quarterback until they draft someone else, assuming the season goes the way a lot of people feel it'll go, which is poorly. Or are you going to go compete for a job in Carolina or be Deshaun Watson's backup in Cleveland, you know, assuming you get cut and sign as a free agent I or even traded for that matter, whatever. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see how any of those decisions are really all that profitable for Jimmy G if his goal, if his end game is to be a long-term starter in this league. Now, I didn't say with the 49ers. I said in this league. 
You know, Jimmy G is coming off of a disappointing finish to a season that looked like it could be pretty special and a throwing shoulder surgery. So there is some recoup of image at the playing field level that needs to occur. What's his best opportunity to play and start and start with a good team and offense he's comfortable with? In San Francisco. And unfortunately, the way I look at this, this situation for Trey Lance is basically this is a contract negotiation and end result to this offseason drama that benefits everybody except for Trey Lance. If you're Trey Lance, you have the guy who has led this team to a Super Bowl and to two NFC championships backing you up now. As soon as it goes poorly for Trey Lance, you're going to start hearing the chance. This doesn't this, this isn't unlike when Mark Sanchez had Tim Tebow as his backup years ago in New York. You know, all of a sudden, Sanchez throws up a couple of ducks to the defense. He comes out of the tunnel at halftime, and everybody thinks, okay, maybe there'll be some revelations, and the play will be better in the second half, fumbles a snap or whatever, you know, making it up, and then raining down from the sidelines in New Jersey, Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. <laughs> I promise you, Dan, if, if things start going sideways for Trey Lance early, with these fans who are knowledgeable fans understanding this roster and how talented the team is around Trey Lance and he throws out a couple of stinkers to start this season, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. We'll hear the chants down here in Southern California from Santa Clara. They're going to be that loud. And eventually Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to look at each other and, and they're going to say in their booth to one another at some point, you know what, they, they got a point. Maybe we ought to put Jimmy G back in there. The, I, I don't think, and this is, you know, and Tebow was such a phenomenon. Like, like, so, like, I don't know if Jimmy G is a phenomenon, but this is where, where, where it is so interesting to me because I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is good, but I think that the fans think that he's good enough. And, and and that's where that's where it's where there's I mean there there are a lot of polarizing opinions on on Jimmy Garoppolo but I haven't heard any that say this guy's at the top of his game because we wouldn't be in this situation if he wasn't and I think you're you're right about his best situation being in San Francisco look at Mitchell Trubisky he's likely going to start in Pittsburgh what did he do last year he sat on the bench in Buffalo and I know he sat on the bench behind Josh Allen and Brian Dayball and Ken Dorsey and learned great knowledge but but maybe the best thing about it was that he just got out of everybody's eye for 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 a while. And to your point about him going, Jimmy Garoppolo, that is going to Carolina, going to Seattle, and being a short term fix. If he if he doesn't get traded this season, it may be the best for him because he is out of the public eye. Even if Trey Lance ends up playing the the entire season, I just I find this. You know, the Forty ers thirty years ago had the question of, do you want Joe Montana or Steve Young? And this isn't even close to what that decision was. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, Joe Montana is your legendary quarterback. Yet you have Steve Young there who's got this talent that is just undeniable. We're talking about a guy here that, yeah, went to a couple of NFC Championship games and was six minutes away and an overthrown football away from, from winning a Super Bowl. But we're also talking about a guy with Trey Lance. And to bring it back to him, that I just think if any quarterback needs extra time to make it work it's probably the guy that came from fcs and had such a limited appearance 
in that level because of COVID and what happened and now of what's happening in the NFL. Like, Trey Lance shouldn't be the guy that we, we give up on so easily like maybe we are going to do with Tua or maybe we did with Josh Rosen. Like, if anybody needs more time, it's, it's Trey Lance. And that's – I just – I think it's such a Jimmy G sort of situation, and I just don't think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are really wavering that Trey Lance is or isn't their guy. Yeah, yeah. Look, I um, hmm. the way the way I feel about all of this is Trey Lance would have best been served if Jimmy G was gone in some way, shape, or form. But that's not what's best for the 49ers necessarily. And the 49ers, if they've proven one thing this offseason, they're not interested in what's best for Jimmy G or Trey Lance. They don't, they don't care. Because if Trey Lance – okay, this is all hypothetical, so I don't want any 49ers fans to get all into a tizzy over this. But if Trey Lance doesn't pan out to be anything special, right, what if he turns out to be Jimmy G light? And he's just no good. Not no good, but good. You know, I mean, average. Just a guy, okay, a Davis yeah. Mills type, right? You know, a, a, you know, name him. Okay, so that's that's good, but it's not solving any of the problems you hoped it would solve when you traded all that draft capital to get him. Now we know what Jimmy G is. Look, is he very good? Ah, okay. Sometimes he borders between good and very good, but overall we know who Jimmy G is. He's in that securely in that second tier of quarterback in this league. He's going to win you more games than he's going to lose you. He's not going to lose a lot of games on his own merit. He's usually good for one really poor decision a game where it either is or could be intercepted by the defense based off of a brain fart or overextending himself, trying to do too much, etc. So you have this situation where if you're the 49ers, you say, look, we have an unproven, untested, we're unsure of the talent with this this second-year quarterback, and we have a guy who it's sort of like the evil we know is better than the evil we don't. Is it best that we keep Jimmy G here for his career? Well, no, not necessarily, because if Trey Lance pans out, nobody's seen him throw football since throwing shoulder surgery. Is it best for Trey Lance that Jimmy G's his backup? Well, the answer is no. It's not best for Trey Lance because, again, if he has a couple of bad games to start his career, good night, Irene. That hook is going to come quick, and you only get one night at the Apollo. So this is going to be really tricky for Trey Lance and Jimmy G to navigate because unless Trey Lance is the next coming of Joe Montana or Steve Young and he leaves no questions in his wake – this season is going to get dicey at the quarterback position. Do you think you think that Kyle Shanahan in in a situation would risk and, and I'll put John Lynch in this conversation would risk the future of Trey Lance with that organization because of this current team. Do you think that would that would happen? And and by saying that is how long of a leash do you have? And I, I just think it's extremely long because I don't – again, we're not talking about Jimmy G as a top 10 quarterback. Again, the question is, is he good or is he good enough? And he's probably good enough for the 49ers. I just don't know if he's good. And I, I, I don't know I, – I know the, the other 51 guys on that team, Rich, would say, we want the guy that's going to take us to the Super Bowl. You know, so there's something that you owe them, but also as an organization and guys that have long-term contracts like the head coach does and the general manager does, I just think you have to give Trey Lance a longer leash 
when it comes to mistakes, because otherwise you are sacrificing your future just to cash in in this one moment that is not a guarantee that your team would go to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. Well, I, I agree with you, but they've already made the decision that the leash is going to be shorter by having Jimmy G there in the first place. You know, it's kind of like, see, I, I don't I, I just think that the, the, the market stunk for them. There wasn't yeah. an opportunity for, for them to make a trade. And it probably, to your point, wasn't good for Jimmy G. Jimmy G could just sit and have better, more value for himself in 2023, just like Trubisky did. I just, I think that we are, we are reading way too much into this when it comes to how they feel about Trey Lance. Because if you're going to take that opportunity to trade the picks that you traded up for, to put him in that spot, and then now you only give him that limited opportunity, well, that's a bad job by an organization to do that, to not give that guy the opportunity to succeed. They gave Jimmy Garoppolo how many years to succeed and hold the job? Yeah. You yeah. know? But there was a competency there that was immediately felt and 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 uh, observed, right? You know, even even after the trade, and he came in through the doors, like it felt like, yeah, we we know where this is heading. This is sure. going to be Jimmy G's show. And then, frankly, I mean, they were pretty quick to reward him for his efforts, you know, and they signed him to a large contract, and that's the reason why there was so much rife uh, uh strife and uh and and debate over what they need to do with this final year of his contract in the first place but you know steering it back to Trey Lance and away from the, uh Jimmy for a second I I just see I don't I don't deny everything you said I I agree with you full-heartedly I think if you're a talented player you should be given a shot but the problem is there are certain teams that can't afford to give a shot to a talented player ultimately or all together and two of the teams that come to mind are the the Packers and the 49ers look I, I love could be great but you have Rodgers and I know he's dangling retirement every offseason to have you ever increase his salary and, and that's working in Rodgers benefit right now give him more personnel control it's working in his benefit right now you're just riding the coattails of one of the greatest has ever done it so what choice do you have now obviously it's different in San Francisco, but what I mean is you're going to do what's best for the team, not necessarily what's best for the draft pick. And what's best for the Packers is to keep Aaron Rodgers, even if he's making you hurt in the offseason contract-wise. You know, and what's best for the 49ers is even though it's not what's best for the Trey Lance for the draft pick, you got to do what's best for the franchise. And if that means keeping Jimmy G a little bit closer, reworking his deal because he couldn't find trade value for him, okay, great. Because guess what? Worst case scenario, you have a ripcord to pull if the Trey Lance experiment goes sideways and goes sideways quick. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. He's Rich Ornberger, NFL vet. Find him on Twitter at Ornberger. I'm Dan Beyer. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox as we sit in for Doug Gottlieb. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, another reason for fake reason for people to want to pile on Baker Mayfield. We will get to that in a moment. Welcome in. It is the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Today's show is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem your credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you could redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms 
apply. So we know week one, Browns and Panthers, Baker Mayfield getting to face his old team, Rich. And I just don't think that it's any surprise that this would be a game that is marked on the calendar and one that Baker Mayfield obviously would be very, very excited to play in since he's the starting quarterback. Now there's a story that came out. Cynthia Freeland, who covers the NFL for the NFL Network, does a lot of their stats and um, analytics sort of stuff. She was working the Bills Panthers preseason game and spoke with Baker Mayfield off the record, I guess, but she took the conversation and, and passed it over to uh, Mary Kay Cabot on the Around the NFL podcast and basically said that when they were talking about the preseason game that Mayfield and Freeland were coming up, uh, talking during the preseason game about the week one matchup, she was saying like, hey, go kick some butt, you know, especially week one, can't wait for the game, blah, blah, blah. And Baker responded, I'm going to bleep them up, hmm. end quote. And so now this becomes a headline and I, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, part of the problem here. Maybe we're part of the problem in talking about this. I just don't know like how this is a big deal. I don't know how this is a bad look for Baker Mayfield when I think it would be absolutely obvious to everybody out there that Baker Mayfield would want to beat the former team that just let him go. Yeah. You know, I look, here's, here's the thing about Baker Mayfield. He's, He's a bit more unfiltered than the rest, right? And that rubs some people the wrong way. Certainly our friend Colin Coward, uh, Dan, you know this, like he likes to use the expression quarterbackial. And he just doesn't see Baker Mayfield fitting that mold. He doesn't see him as a a great leader because he lacks some tact. He doesn't have the deft hand with the media that maybe a Tom Brady has. And and he's been similarly critical of Aaron Rodgers for those reasons. But I tend to agree with you. Like I don't necessarily mind the edge. However, your play has to back it up. Like, there comes a point where, you know, the guy who's calling his shots, you know, he, he keeps striking out and people go, oh, listen, point, put the bat down. Could you, could you stop? Like, because you're not hitting it over the left field fence. You're grounding it into second and you're, you're, they're turning two on us. Like, it, it comes to a point where you, you kind of have to either be the guy, like the, you know, like the, the mouth is writing the checks that the body can cash. Or stop talking so much. So I I agree. It comes from a place of honesty. It comes from a place of of authenticity. This is who Baker has been his entire career. So why change now? But I hope it I hope it doesn't become sad. Like I hope it doesn't turn into you know the the Uncle Rico character in Napoleon Dynamite, where he goes, you know, I could throw a football over them mountains if Coach would just sure. give me a chance. You know, like so, I'm I'm with you. I don't mind it, but let's just make sure when you're when you're calling for the knockout in round three, you you, you get the opponent down to the canvas in round three. This this is the part of of Baker Mayfield's career that I actually think is unfair to him. Because what what happens is Baker Mayfield reacts, maybe, and and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in thinking about this, but his reaction of wanting to bleep up the Browns, well, first of all, if the Panthers were facing the Cowboys or they were facing the Vikings or they were facing, uh, you know, the Giants, whoever, 
he should want to bleep them up as well. Like it's it's week one of the NFL season. That's it's what you want to do at every single game. You would want want to do that. I understand that there's an added, you know, gravity towards it because of it being the Cleveland Browns, but it's also the team that said, "All right, we don't need you anymore. Um, you were fine for these." points in bringing up our organization from a winless squad to an almost playoff team, then to a playoff team where they got a playoff win. And now we're ready to move you out the door after you played injured most of last year. Like there should be a chip on his shoulder, but like a lot of the stuff that happens with him is reactionary. You know, the non handshake of Hugh Jackson, you know, Hugh Jackson goes and joins the Bengals after he's let go by the Browns. And I, I actually thought it was a weird look by Hugh Jackson. I actually stand by Baker Mayfield and that sort of thing. Like Hugh Jackson was the leader of those 53 guys. He gets let go. And what does he want to do? He wants to go penalize the 53 guys that he was you know, supposed to be the leader of because of something ownership did. Like, I, I get why you would have a bit of a chip on your shoulder. Remember when, when like the Kansas players wouldn't shake his hand at the 50 yard line, then Oklahoma goes and puts 50 up on him and he goes and you know grabs his area and then it's bad look by baker mayfield you know but but like i don't want to be like the he they started it but that was the case even the planning of the flag at ohio state when ohio state beat oklahoma the year before there was some question on maybe the the, the buckeyes celebrate a little too much in norman so there's a, you know a response to that like everything is a response and maybe that's what he's got away but you know in in a way like baker mayfield has every right to say he wants to bleep up the the, the cleveland browns <laughs> and i just think that for anybody to sit there and have a problem with this or or think like man this is just baker you know shooting off his mouth i just i don't i i don't see it as that i see him responded like any of us would if we were having to deal with a former employer you know what the more you talk man i really i i really agree with you more and more because it, it look i as a human being the one thing i gravitate towards more than anything else is authenticity like, are you, are you, are you that guy? Are you the person you present yourself on, on air, off air, right? Are you, are you somebody like, you know, uh, we always hear this in presidential races. Like, are you someone who I want to sit down and have a beer with? Sure. You know, it's just like, like, but it's true though. Like when I seek out shows or movies or sports media for crying out loud, I, I really gravitate towards authenticity. What's giving me the most realism? What is getting me swept up in it as if it's happening to me if I'm watching a show, a series, a movie? Uh, who do I feel like I can sit down at a bar and, and have a conversation with? You know, those are the people I – and Baker's that guy. Look, I mean, people think it's a little nauseating, but the insurance commercials are funny. You know, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of got a a, a genuineness I that agree. is sorely lacking in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. And so, yeah, as you're sort of talking your way around this and into it and through it, I I'm agreeing with you more and more like that is what everybody's thinking. Like, okay, so this team left you out to 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 get rained on, you know, like yesterday's news. Of course, you're going to hold a grudge. Like everybody else would. You didn't like how it finished there? You're honest about it? Should you be condemned for that? I, maybe not. You know, maybe we're expecting 
these quarterbacks would be too political. Like, what's wrong with a little bit of, hey, what exactly is going on inside your head? That's the reason why we interview athletes 10 minutes post-game while they're still taking their shoulder pads off because we're trying to get more authenticity. I'll give you this. Uh, I never related to Tom Brady more than this past week because I am also 45, and there is a lot of bleep going on. There's a heck of a lot more bleep going on when I'm 45 than when I was 25. You know, and just Brady saying that, how many other press conferences have we heard Brady being like, you know, guys blocked well and played well, and they're a good team over there. You know, we were just able to make plays and, you know, come out with a W. Like, we've heard that a million times. He gets behind a mic after being gone a week and a half, and is like, there's just a lot of bleep going on, guys. I'm like, I felt that. Like, yeah, all right, I get that. And, and I'm, not a, I'm not a Brady fan by any means, you know, and, and to, to have that authenticity, you know, like – like, I loved it from Tom Brady and a guy who's never like that. So maybe we need to appreciate Baker Mayfield more, which, by the way, Baker Mayfield wasn't in front of a mic in front of 25 reporters saying this either. You know, this was told to, a, to you know, Cynthia Freeland, who, I, again, I don't know if it's on the record or off the record, but now it's out there. And maybe he feels a little duped by it. But even if he felt duped by it, I think we would all think that he would probably feel the same way anyway. So I just I just to me, it seems like it's another, you know, if people have a problem with it, maybe maybe people don't have a problem with it as much as I think. But all I'm seeing are like the big headlines. And it's kind of like, is this Baker shooting his mouth off again or not? And I just I, I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I really think what I what I really think it is, is like. All right, so, like, look, first of all, we know that Baker Mayfield is the type of quarterback, and this is left over from his time at Oklahoma, planting the flag at Ohio State, you know, honking his groin across the sideline. What was that, Kentucky? I mean, he's he's got an edge to him. This is, a, the you know, this is the, the Baker Mayfield that was drafted first overall in the NFL. He's it's, – it's a little bit unscripted. It's a little bit uncouth. You're not used to seeing it at that position, but – there is a tremendous amount of talent and a lot of competitiveness all bundled up into that. And let's not forget, I, I understand there's a lot of people who look at Baker Mayfield as maybe a backup quarterback who's getting his final shot, right? But Baker Mayfield was drafted to the Browns. And look, no offense to Browns fans, this isn't a shot at you because you are a loyal bunch and you've been through thick and thin, but that is a hideous franchise. It really is. And and I actually really herald the fans of the city of Cleveland because they've stuck through a mm-hmm. lot over there over the years. But that, that franchise has not been able to get out of its own way for a very long time. Baker Mayfield gave legitimacy to that team and to that city that they haven't enjoyed since LeBron James left. You know, so yeah. I I'm a Baker fan. Now, I don't necessarily know if he is – an elite town in the in the NFL. I don't even necessarily know if he's a very good town in the NFL. But what I will say about this is I know for a fact that that guy is Johnny Tryhard. He's going to go out there every single day and try to prove all the haters wrong. And that is a guy I want to go to war with. Now, we'll see if it works in Carolina. Uh, we'll see if this, uh, you know, th- this idea of going out there and beating the hell out of his old team works out for him. But again, you know, kind of starting where we started or finishing where we started, what, like you said, you know, this is what, what else do you expect them to say? You know, you just expect them to be like, yeah, you know, listen, the Browns are a good franchise and obviously things didn't end the way we wanted on all sides. But, you know, gee golly, can't wait to see him out there. He's not Tim Tebow. 
He's just not. He's never going to be. He's yeah. not He's not danger Russell Wilson. He's Baker effing Mayfield, and he's going to get in your face a little bit. If if they ask Sam Darnold, and I know Darnold's hurt, but if they said, like, what are you going to do the, to the Browns in week one, I also would hope that he would say, uh, we're going to bleep them up. Or if it's P.J. Walker, the backup quarterback, you know, uh, to to – Mayfield in Carolina with Darnold being hurt. I would hope that he would say the same thing. We just we seem to 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 overreact from something that is being said. I know when you use that one word, like there's there there's a lot with it. But yeah, it just this to me is uh, much ado about nothing when it comes because uh, when it comes to Baker Mayfield because every team should want to mess up their first week opponent, even and especially if it's the team that wanted you out of town. Be sure to catch the live edition of the. Doug Gottlieb Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. College. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football season is almost here. He's Rich Ornberger. I'm Dan Pyer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I, I know Northwestern's loving Week Zero. Nebraska, not so much, uh, Rich, but uh, we bring in a special guest to talk about the upcoming college football season because for me and so many other people, it starts this week. Heck, it starts Thursday with your alma mater, Penn State, taking on Purdue, joining us now to talk college football. He's the publisher of collegefootballnews.com. Pete Futek joins the program. Hello, Pete. How are you? For me, it's never just ended. I, it's it's always going. It's always college football season, right? No, my life is one big pregame show. So for me, week zero, fun stuff. There's stuff that matters, storylines, uh, things to be interested in, and certainly for Nebraska, they probably like a, a redo because it, it really doesn't count because you know it's week zero, so it's, it, it'll just go on from here. Yeah, they're like zero's not a number, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that's that's what Nebraska is saying. I, I teased this, and I know it's I know it's a very general question, but I actually think it is kind of interesting. If I were to say to you, Pete Futek, the most interesting college football program entering this season is blank. Who fills that blank? Oh, by a thousand miles, it's USC. I mean, this should work. I mean, this is, this is, I think everyone's sort of underestimating what just happened here. You, you went from having a team that was kind of widely considered by Pac-12-ish people to have, they didn't have the most count in the Pac-12 last year. They were close to it. It obviously didn't work. Everything fell off the rails early. Uh, you lose your head coach and you have a slew of injuries. And what do they do? They get Lincoln Riley. Who right now was, say, I don't know, the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Nobody would really be blinking at it. And they went and got an all-star team. They just they fixed every possible glitch. So now the, a lot of the ones from last year become twos. And they got a lot of twos from elsewhere to help fill in the gap. You look at what they've got offensively. Their skill guys are as good or better than any in the country. Okay, the defensive line might need a little more work. But there's talent up there as well. And if you look at that schedule at Utah, UCLA across town, and Notre Dame, if they win two of those three games, tell me how they're not playing in the Pac-12 championship with a shot at the college football playoff. Talent-wise, they're it. This, is, this should be a – I'll be fascinated to see just how fast they can be good. Lincoln Riley, I mean, he's not going anywhere for a long time, and he was part of one of the most active coaching carousels in college football – recent past at least 
But in terms of the hot seat this season, I mean, Clay Helton was out after week two at USC. Who do you kind of earmark as a coach to have his eye on, on maybe a similar fate if he doesn't get things right right away? First of all, I've been golfing all morning. I didn't check the Twitter. Is, is Scott Frost, did he make the trip back from Dublin? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not sure if they let him back. I, he's obviously the one there. I mean, but here's the, here's the thing. Going back to your Lincoln Riley thing about never leaving, why would you? I mean, look at what just happened in the, the NFL landscape with coaches. Everyone lowballed Harbaugh, or else he's probably a, the head of coach of the Minnesota Vikings. They went with a bunch of no-name guys. I live here in Chicago. There's some Eberflus guy who's the coach. I mean, someone's heard of him. I mean, I'm sure he's great, and I'm sure his family loves him, but who is he? I mean, they, they, basically the NFL has decided to stop paying head coaches, and so the colleges have picked up the slack. You're going to make more money and get to be the boss of your own world as a college head coach. So if you can stay around and never, ever lose a game, well, why would you leave USC? But – yeah, definitely Scott Frost right now is the one who's on the hottest of hot seats. He's got to come up with something big. And to, to take it to another level, maybe these guys aren't getting fired, but in terms of just pure pressure, Brian Kelly needs to win now. LSU's not, LSU did not get Brian Kelly just to kind of be competitive. That fan base wants winning programs right now, and he's the big-name guy that they got. And he needs to cover the big season. I would say Jimbo Fisher for all the talk and all the smack. Yes, we know. It's coming. They got the recruiting classes. It's supposed to have been there a while ago. He needs to have a pretty good season, too. And the problem is they're both in the SEC West, where it's just about impossible to come up with a good year. And Brian Harson is another one at Auburn. So the entire SEC West, pretty much outside of, oh, I don't know, you know Saban, has got a whole lot of pressure on their shoulders to cover the big year. Pete Futak joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Hornberger. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug. Is there any way Jim Harbaugh looks like a genius for his quarterback plan the first two weeks? Yeah, I can tell you exactly why. The transfer portal. And that's, it's you, you, that's how you have to do it. The second you name your starter, your two is gone. Or else at the very least, he's being offered a lot of NIL money you know, for you know, good and for bad uh, going forward. So you've got to know that if you like your quarterback – You've got to do, and you see it's a two. I think it's TCU as well, are saying they're going to play three quarterbacks, and because uh, you've got to keep recruiting your your guys more than any other position, where you can always find a spot for an extra linebacker or a receiver or somebody. You know that everyone's going to be looking for a top quarterback, and if your number two guy is able to bolt, well, they're going to do it because the vultures are going to be circling fast the second uh, Harbaugh decides that it is actually going to be JJ McCarthy at some point. Pete, you know, overall, we were discussing this before the show, Dan and I, you know, look, the college football regular season, it is so diehard, right? I mean, every single game matters. And so, you know, fans really tune in, especially for their, their, their season's big games. You know, if they're a one-loss team or undefeated team, especially down the stretch of the regular season, like everything matters to get into that playoff structure, almost to the point where the regular season sort of diminishes even the semifinals in the playoffs. You know, how do you get this balance so that the playoffs seem just as meaningful as the big games in the regular season? Or do you see it differently? Let, let me just sum up what you just said. It sucks. It absolutely <laughs> sucks. It is the worst possible postseason where you have your exhibition season at the end and then this little, you know, mini playoff thing, which is fine. 
But all right, whatever. It's, you know, the SEC team of the, the moment's probably going to rock and roll. The way to change this and the way, make, way to make this a whole lot better is you've got to expand it. Because think about last year. I know that, you know, Pitt's not going to win the college football playoff. And, of course, Baylor probably gets boat raced. And, but if, you're, if that stopped by Baylor against Oklahoma State, it's not just for the Big 12 championship, but they came up with a goal line stand for the ages to get into the playoff. The, the fan bases would be going crazy if Pitt, if they know they're going to the playoff, that, takes the, that means people actually watch the ACC championship. You've got to have a mechanism where you can play your way in to the playoff because right now we're still basing this off of a panel of judges who are just kind of going by what they think and feel and believe at the moment. And all right, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, but all right, we're just going gonna to guess here. But you've got to have a way to do this where you can play your way in. Pete Futek joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, being chased by police, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the run. He's a, he's, he's a wanted <laughs> man. Lay, lay, off, lay off the bacon and cheese already. You know, just, just get there. <laughs> uh, last one for me. Uh, I'm not asking you for a college football playoff, but what I love about at least the rankings when they come out in November is that school that appears in the top ten that you never would have thought. Like, remember years back when, like, Mississippi State was, like, one or two when uh, Dak was there, and we're like, you know, and then they, they end up disappearing. But is there a school that we're going to see, like, early November that maybe cracks that top ten, that top five that we aren't accustomed to seeing in those rankings? Yeah, fantastic. You, you nailed the answer to the all-time trivia question. It was the first ever CFP number one. Um, like, Michigan of last year turned out to be a – I, if you look at the also receiving votes category, there are a slew of teams there that if you t- look at the preseason rankings from 13 to 25, you take that and I'll take the next 12-ish or so teams in the also receiving votes, and I'm guessing my 12 are going to beat your 12. So all those teams, Penn State could slide on up uh, with a big winner there. I think Tennessee is going to be just massive this year. And here's the funky one. Just because it's, you know, it would be kind of cute. Look at Army's schedule. I mean, if they win this week one game, they're probably going to roll for a little bit. And at the very least have a nice record. I don't think they're going to get in the top ten of the CFP. But they're going to be ranked and they're going to be hanging around for a while. Uh, but overall, I think, again, I will, I, will, I will do this in two ways. One, the team that's going to be up there and the one in reverse. I do think very quickly, if you look at USC's schedule, USC is probably going to be top ish if not top five uh, by early November. Uh, and on the flip side, I think Texas A&M at the moment is just way overrated. Next year, that's a top three team. This year, until they can prove they got the skill guys, being number six-ish, I'm not exactly sure why they're there right now. He's Pete Futak, publisher of collegefootballnews.com. Get him on Twitter, at Pete Futak. I uh, hope you evaded the police. Uh, hope you're safe. And can't <laughs> wait to talk to you again, Pete. Thanks, man. Anytime, guys. You have a good one. I got a big announcement to make. Uh, Heck, Fox Sports Radio does. We are excited to announce that starting this Saturday morning on Fox Sports Radio, we have a brand new college football pregame show taking you right up to kickoff at noon Eastern time, 9 Pacific. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM launches this Saturday starting at 9 Eastern. Yep, going to noon Eastern. That's 6, 8, and 9 Pacific. Be sure to join Brian No. Former All-American Penn State left guard Rich Ornberger and wow. Pixwise lead betting analyst Jared Smith as they take you right up to the college football kickoff 
every Saturday morning on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. How excited are you for this, Rich? Oh, I'm pumped, buddy. And, you know, look, it, did it take a lot to get me? Yeah. You know, very similar to the negotiations <laughs> between USC and Lincoln Riley. I mean, they bought me a house. I mean, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Now, look, I mean, in truth, Brian and Jared, two of the best in this business. Brian, many of the folks who listen to Fox Sports Radio, they've they've known him for a long time. Brian knows is excellent. He'll be our point guard. And Jared, uh, Jared Smith, I just got to meet him for the first time, but I've been following along on his, a lot of his analysis on Twitter for years now. He is brilliant when it comes to breaking down the odds you need to know. So it is a perfect team for Saturdays leading you up to the big new kickoff. I can't wait. When, when they were like talking about betting analysts, were you yeah. like, it can only be Jared? Was that yeah. what you were telling the people? Like, <laughs> like, who's your number one? You're like, that's Jared. Gotta go to Jared. Oh, he went to Jared. Now, yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's exactly what I was saying. I mean, what the, you just cut our promos, by the way. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to Jared every Saturday morning for my picks on Fox Sports Radio. Again, Brian No, Jared Smith, and uh, the guy I'm talking to right now, Rich Ornberger, got you set. Nine Eastern, six Pacific, they got you covered for the three hours leading you up to kickoff. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening.